Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Harry's Code, a Dexter podcast. I am one of your hosts, Josh, alongside Mr. Kinsey. How you guys doing out there? Remember, this is a live show. You can call in at area code 347-326-9541. Once again, that's area code 347-326-9541. And I swear to you, on everything, that we will definitely make a point of taking your calls this week. <laughs> That's a guarantee, possibly. And, and you know, there was, I've gotten a, a message or two that said that they called in, but we didn't take the call. You have to press 1 in order for us to see you in the queue. Um, once you call in, please press 1. If you don't press 1, I won't be able to uh, know that you're in the queue. Yeah, you're out there. That's all you got to do. Just make sure you press 1. Um, that's a numero uno. <laughs> you know, how to put that out there for our uh, Spanish-speaking audience. <laughs> so, Kente. Yes. You know what we're going to do this week, right? What are we going to do this week? We are going to go through the breakables, go through the close, and just start unhacking season three. But before we do that, <laughs> we are going to get into Dexter News. Dexter News, that's right. And I, I have some tidbits for you guys. Uh, 
one thing is, uh, I guess the first thing we can start off with is uh, new cast member Charlotte Ramping, who we we haven't come to know yet, but she will be on season eight. Um, her birthday was February fifth. She she turned sixty seven. So uh, happy birthday, Charlotte! To be part of the family, so happy birthday! That's right. And it looks it's like having somebody get married, and you know, and you're like, well, you're going to be my aunt, also. Cool. <laughs> I guess I now care about you. <laughs> Previously, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> All right. And it looks like in season eight, Dexter may need a a full time nanny when the season returns. Um, Amy Garcia, who plays uh, Angel Batista's sister has been promoted to series regular. So, um, not quite sure yet what that means as far as the show is concerned. But, you know, they've been hinting. uh, On the last episode, we kind of hinted to possibly her becoming a a darker character or potentially in a relationship with Harry. I mean, Harry. (laughs) Quinn. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a hell of a relationship. Dexter. I'm in love with your dead father. <laughs> You're not the only one who can see him. And he's like, you do realize that's because I'm, I'm, you know, half crazy, right? <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. <laughs> so, Jennifer Carpenter, who plays Deb on the show. Uh, she's going to be on the cover of the March 2013 issue of Women's Running magazine. Wow. <laughs> odd, odd magazine cover to to throw our favorite foul mouth detective on. Oh yeah, she's she's looking good there uh, in her running attire. And one thing though about Deb, she needs a little bit of weight on her. She's kind of she's pretty thin. You know, just just a little yeah. bit, a little bit of weight. You know, a little, just a pork chop here and there. That's all. Love her, but you know, definitely needs to, you know, have a few sticks. <laughs> have to bulk up. Too much, too much time on the treadmill. <laughs> all right. So also too. Uh, uh, February 11th um, is uh, is uh, production officially uh, started on February 11th of the possible last season of Dexter, season 8. Um, it's pretty exciting that they're already getting gear. So what do you think about that? I mean, it's really I'm happening. Disappointed. I'm disappointed. I'm so sad. <laughs> because I'm not there, I'm not on set, I'm not in the cast, I'm not, I'm not the new guy. That everybody loves. That was supposed to be my part. <laughs> well, and and remember though, the season eight premiere will be on uh, June 30th. So everybody, I'm sure, is excited about that. Oh yeah, yeah. Having it uh, three months earlier is just going to... I'm just eagerly anticipating. (laughs) Now, we may have to be a little uh, 
careful on what we say because the seventh season of Dexter begins in the Netherlands on February 18th. <laughs> son of a bitch. I mean, son of a gun. <laughs> so if you know anybody in the Netherlands and you don't, don't ruin it for them. <laughs> for Dexter. Uh, I guess that's someone else to apologize to. I just they're starting off, uh, say on our third episode. <laughs> yeah. Just Netherlands people. If 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 you're listening to us now, do not go back and listen to the first three. Otherwise, your night will just be ruined. <laughs> All right, and, and anything else in the Dexter news? Yeah, um, well, I mean, this is not news, but uh, a poll was taken on who should replace uh, Lagorta at Man- <laughs> Miami Red. <laughs> what? Netherlands. Oh, <laughs> uh, earmuffs, <in> Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, just take. 30 seconds to go do whatever Netherland people do. Okay. So a, a poll was taken amongst fans on who should replace uh, Captain LaGuerta. And the fans voted, and with the vote of 35%, um, Batista edged out Deb, who got second place. Interesting, huh? So Batista, yeah. will, they think Batista should leapfrog Deb, which I think should, is actually the right thing, uh, being that he should have had Deb's job. Yeah, he should have been lieutenant, but uh, we're not on that season yet. So I um, think the reason, uh, the thing to keep in the back of your mind is throughout the series, Deb's career kind of skyrocketed. Um, so it, it wasn't it wasn't totally based on merit that she got the lieutenant's position. Yeah, she she blew the uh, cap. Not just playing. <laughs> no, she didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. um, rounding out the the uh, the rest of the uh, candidates, uh, <laughs> Matthews got. The next vote with twenty five percent. Like didn't he lose his job already? <laughs> Quinn yeah. got Quinn. I'm sorry, no, somebody else got the uh, got fourth place, and then Quinn got fifth place with one uh, percent of the vote. <laughs> so no love for Quinn out there. I'm surprised he got that. <laughs> I'm Not shocked. That I don't. Uh huh. Not that I don't love the character, mind you. It's just he's he's already proven time and time again he's not a leader. Oh no, he can't. He's a very flawed character. I think that's what makes him such a great character because you know he'll take money on you know under the table. He'll screw strippers. You know he's. A typical, you know, uh, Miami Metro police officer. <laughs> yeah. Now so. that you mention it, he's barely a follower. 
<laughs> you know, I'm I'm gonna put a, a hat in the ring of a person I think should get Laguerta's position. Dexter. No. Harry. No. Ghost Harry. I think Ghost Harry. Ghost Harry. It's his time. You know, the way he uh, he died. It was sad. But if you think about it, how many lives has he saved as a ghost by keeping Dexter on the the straight and narrow and and killing these bad people? I think Ghost Harry would do an amazing job as a as a uh, as the captain of Miami Metro. I totally agree. <laughs> and it's not even unprecedented to award uh, something to a dead guy. I mean, <laughs> if he's let you win an Oscar. Right. What, too soon? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. You, you know what's funny is um, James Remar, who plays uh, Harry, has the second best job on the show because, you know, he has the ultimate job security. He's already dead. So he can't get killed off yeah. the show. <laughs> if he ever got killed off the show, it's because he pissed off the, the producers or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, you think you're safe? We're going to kill off your ghost. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think uh, he, he has the second best job security of the show, and only Michael C. Hall has it because the show's called Dexter, so I don't think they could do it without him. Unless they did, like, uh, you know, pull the Doctor Who. <laughs> Somebody uh, embodies his voice, or embodies him or something. Dexter dies, he inhabits another body. So there, <laughs> Dexter. You know what? That sounds like something Fox would do. <laughs> like, oh, yeah? <laughs> They'd have done Seinfeld without Seinfeld, okay? <laughs> like, Showtime's listening to us right now, and they're like, wait, they're right. We don't need him for season nine. We're going to roll with it. <laughs> hey, they'll try it. <laughs> Let's see, uh Dexter, season nine, starring Grammy Piven as Dexter. <laughs> he has, oh yeah, he has a, he he's not working right now, so perfect, right? Exactly. Uh, oh my God, I just, I better not do that, otherwise, I'm gonna have to start learning to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> hey, you know what they do when they announce this in the press conference? They'll say we weren't going to go this route, but we'd like to thank Joshua and Kente over there at the uh, Harry's Code podcast because thanks, you know they're they're all the reason for why we're doing this. Free advertising, we're screwed. <laughs> oh man! All right, here we go. Uh, season three of Dexter. Um, before we start on the the actual season, um, I guess a, what, what would you say a good start would be? I mean, we had the first season, great. Season two is amazing. Um, I've said this before. I've always felt like season two felt like more of a fifth, maybe fifth or sixth season. But you know, you got to give them credit that they went there and made it work as well as early as they did. So. 
going into season three, I mean, um, you really, that's one thing that's cool about going into Dexter is it's like a clean slate every season for the most part. So you had no idea where the fuck it's going. So, um, I mean, just what was your feeling when you went into season three initially? Well, my feeling was how in the world are they going to top season two? They're, I mean, season two ended with you know a bang. <laughs> um, we saw the death of Dokes. Uh, Dex and Rita broke up and got back together. Uh, um, let's see what else. Um, uh, uh, I knew th- this would happen. I'm going to be able to do it one time. <laughs> Kill me, his crazy British bitch. Lila. Righto. <laughs> yeah. See, they thought they they weren't going to get a chance to hear that accent anymore. Surprise. Oh, don't worry. There's uh, there's plenty more offensive ac- accents coming, especially <laughs> with season three. Oh, yeah. In fact, um, on a, on a brief side note, I actually spoke with my uh, uh, Spanish professor about possibly writing up a review of season three because of its heavy uh, Spanish influence. Oh, okay. I got rejected. Oh. <laughs> now, I was like, is it too Cubano? Is it too Dominican? What's up? <laughs> and, well, it wasn't about being Hispanic was it? Like, well, no, but it but it was a major factor. It's like, no, it's still a white guy. Like, <laughs> okay, I'll I'll watch your uh, chi. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Well, one of, one of the cool things about this season. One of my favorite uh, TV actors uh, joined the main cast for the season, and it's Jimmy Smith, uh, who at that time just came off of doing the show where he played a Cuban guy called Kingpin. I'm sorry, it was not called Kingpin. It was called Kane. <laughs> Kane, where uh, it was a really good show. That show got canceled, and then he, he, he joined the cast of uh, Dexter, which I thought was pretty cool. And also, too, it introduced um, Quinn this season. This was the the first season of of Quinn. And boy, did he have a weird haircut. (laughs) He was bald. Not like, you know, skin bald, but, you know, very, very short hair. And just after watching all the seasons afterwards where it's kind of grown out all the time, you know, and kind of styled... It's a little alarming to go back and see him act that way because it's like seeing a guy that you used to know that doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. He's come a long way. Can I? I have to say something about uh, uh, Desmond Harrington who plays Quinn. I really didn't notice him until season four. <laughs> it was like. I didn't really pay attention to him. He was just like on the show, 
you know, he was one of the people. But I really didn't go, oh, yeah, Quinn, until season four. Well, in season three, his – well, we're about to get to that. Okay. I don't want to jump the gun. All right. So let's start off with the season three premiere, uh, which was the 25th episode overall. Uh, it was entitled Our Father, and it was directed by Keith Gordon. Uh, it was an actor back in the day and written by Clyde Phillips, and it premiered September 28, 2008. And uh, so this takes place several months after the season two finale, and uh, Dexter's hunting a drug dealer named Freebo. Now, Freebo. Fred Freebo Bowman. Now, Freebo is basically a typical white, wiggard type dude. You know, <laughs> you know, annoying asshole who, very early on. You're not. You wouldn't be sad if that guy got killed. You know. <laughs> you remember when Dexter went up to him for the first time? Uh, what happened? Well, he naturally had to go in because um, he was doing this, you know, kind of stake it out, case in the joint kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He grabs some Oreos and he starts shaking, and he goes up to the doorman. He's like, "I, I need to see Freebo." <laughs> <laughs> and the kid like. You know, what you do, Coco or something, you know. And, uh, you know, Dexter basically makes the case, you know, that he wants to buy drugs. So they let him in, and, you know, Bo's on the couch, just chilling. For a guy that is, you know, on the list of things to do for Dexter, he doesn't know it, but he's just. You don't really see Dexter's future victims just kind of hanging out. Right. Usually they feel guilty about something. They're kind of amped up. But he was just chilling. And uh, in this scene, we also get to uh, see. I hate to I, I hate to say it's her, his girlfriend, but um, this woman, Tegan, she she wanted uh a little mm-hmm. what's the terminology she wanted a hit or something a bump a bump there you go she wanted a bump before she had to go he's like no I'm doing business here and one of my favorite lies well I guess your dick can suck itself from now on <laughs> thought that was great oh yeah she was Quite the charmer at uh, Tegan. <laughs> All right, so um, Dexter uh, eventually um, he sees a man attacking Freebo, and uh, what happens is Dexter, in the in the order of self defense, ends up stabbing and killing the man. Not so, quite. Not quite. Do you remember? Go ahead. Dexter went in for the kill. Mm-hmm. This guy jumps him, tries to kill him, so Dexter kills him instead, thinking it's Freebo. And then the guy's like, who are you? And Dexter's like, who the fuck are you? 
Right, right, right. So there's this guy, he's just killed. He's like, what's going on? Because they each thought each other was Freebo. <laughs> and Freebo was just in the wind. Nobody knew where he was. Now, the the shocker there is that he he broke, essentially, Harry's code by killing an innocent person. And Dexter is, like, mortified by this. And so, essentially, what he does the next day is he wants to prove to himself that he killed someone that was worth, you know, that should have fit the code. Which and, was a problem because he had no idea who it was. Right. So, uh, a good thing was he was called to the scene where he was able to, uh, he worked the scene, which is pretty funny every time when Dexter's called to a scene of his own homicide, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he, he gives, like, this great detail of how it went down. It's like, wow, you're good. <laughs> yeah. You know. And it makes you wonder why Masuka's that, you know, the lead forensics guy. <laughs> uh, so, essentially, he finds, he comes to find out that uh, the person that he murdered was Oscar Prado. Um, who Oscar is, Prado. Oh, my God. <laughs> who is the brother of a well-known district attorney named Miguel Prado, who's pl- Prado played by Jimmy Smith. And Miguel and Oscar are lifelong friends of uh, a certain uh, Lieutenant LaGuardia. Gorta, she just in she's in in it up to her neck and everything, ain't she? Oh yeah, and then this time it is extremely personal because Miguel's like, you know, I'm gonna find who did this, and you know he's pressuring uh, the department to find out who did it because the way it looked was um, Oscar went in to kill Freebo a local drug dealer and it turned, you know, it made him look like a hero. <laughs> so Dexter, his thoughts were, I'm fucked. <laughs> and this is episode one. <laughs> so season three starts out, oh boy, I'm screwed. <laughs> now, one, one thing that um, was interesting is Miguel and uh, Dexter had this weird connection from the beginning, pretty much. Right, right. Because when uh, Dexter went to, you know, he he did his thing. He went into painstaking detail uh, analyzing the scene. You know, even though he knew everything that happened, he still did his job, put it in the report. Uh, very professional. And... Uh, Miguel saw him uh, agonizing over it, not because, you know, um, like everybody else, it's the ADA's brother, uh, you know, this really hits home. Dexter's just tormenting himself over the fact that this guy was innocent. And Miguel is, sees this, he sees this, and he, he, he even asks Dexter straight up, is it normal for uh, for an analyst to get so involved with uh, uh, with a, with a crime like that? 
Dexter says, no, no, it's not normal at all. Hmm. And it, then goes into, it, it, you know, it hit close to home. It's, you know, the, it's it's like family, basically, with a law enforcement connection. Is it, well, they they do get involved like this when they, they killed the person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's generally when we do. Not to say that I did. <laughs> but um also too um it's uh there uh Harry De- uh Deb's father and Dexter's adopted father's birthday and Deb and uh and Dexter are supposed to attend a well how would you describe it uh it's a Got it. What what do you call going to a bar and having a drink in your dead father's dinner? Um, we'll call it going to a bar and having a drink for your dead father's dinner. Okay. <laughs> because at the bar, uh, they had you know pictures of cops who died, and uh, you know Harry's picture was up there. And Dexter was supposed to attend, but he. He uh, doesn't because he goes to Oscar Prado's wake instead. So it, it basically left uh, Deb alone. And also, too, this this event of killing Oscar Prado makes him kind of question once again Harry's code and whether it, you know his loyalty to it is necessary, which is an ongoing theme you you find during the course of this uh, series. Right now. Also, too, in this episode, uh, Angel Batista is promoted to sergeant, which was uh, mm-hmm. which which was uh, he was quite excited about that. And um, also, we get a a new detective that's transferred um, to the uh, Miami Metro, and it's uh, it is uh, Joey Quinn, uh, who we kind of talked about a little bit before the the. Um, we got into the recap. Um, now, something interesting about him right off the bat is that he's being investigated by Eternal Affairs. Ooh. Yeah. So, a very... I remember that the chick that played... Uh, um, I think her name was like uh, Yuki or um, uh, Yuki or something like that. Sergeant Yuki. She was pretty mm-hmm. hot. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you know, you can investigate me <laughs> all you want. <laughs> She was pretty hot, that chick. Yeah, and um, she she's investigating Quinn, and of course she needs help for her investigation. And one person comes up, and of course that is none other than the woman trying to get her detective shield, Deb. Mm-hmm. So from the jump. This new detective shows up. You know, uh, Deb's like, okay, it's a new detective, whatever. Um, And she gets talked to by IA about getting information. (laughs) She doesn't know what the hell's going on. And she, she just gets tossed right into the middle of this. Yeah, I mean, you know, she wants to be a detective, but you don't want to get a detective by being a snitch, because right. you'll never have the 
the um trust of your fellow um law enforcement. So um but she's but that uh that sergeant is like really good at just gnawing at her and trying to get her to see where 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 she's coming from. So that was you know something that proved to be really interesting as that is that series uh as the, I mean as this season went on. Um so uh um one of uh, Quinn's informants is a a fellow by the name of Anton Briggs. Mm-hmm. And uh remember they uh they have to go to him because he has a he may have possible news about about uh Oscar Prado and Freebo and whatnot. And yeah, yeah, right now Freebo is the uh main suspect in the Oscar Prado murder. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we got to say that Freebo was able to escape and now there's a manhunt for uh for Freebo. You know what you know about this guy is. And you know Dexter needs to find him first because <laughs> you know he he could potentially uh, hem him up and get him in trouble. So um, now Anton says, remember Anton says that Oscar was a drug addict, but yeah. uh, but uh, you know um, you I guess you find out later that that he had kicked it and gone straight. And he was he was essentially trying to get Freebo, the drug dealer, to stop dealing drugs. He became like a crusader. Yeah. Um, possibly. <laughs> that never really gets cleared up because, after all, he was in a drug dealer's house. Yeah. Um, he was in debt to a lot of people. And um, this is the part where Deb's career just kind of blows up in her face. <laughs> because um, at this point, she's in charge of this investigation. This is her big break. So she, you know, speaks to Anton. Find about Oscar's uh, problem. Goes back to Miami Metro. And she's like, you know, you'll never guess what I just found out. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know where Frodo is? No, Anton didn't know shit about that. Mm-hmm. But he did know something about our Vic. And they're like, what? He was a fucking junkie. <laughs> Her exact words. He was a fucking junkie. Of course, La Guerta and El Prado were standing right behind her at the time. And everyone else was like, ooh. No, you didn't. You, <laughs> you just called the ADA's kid brother that was just murdered. Nothing but a junkie, pretty much. You have excluded everything else from his life, and that is the title you have given the murder victim. Not a good move. And Deb realizes this. She's like, oh, shit. Which leads to La Guerta talking to Batista. She's like, uh, what are you going to do about this? And he's like, are you going to make me pull her from? He's like, she's like, no, no, no. 
You're the sergeant now. This is on you. Yeah, and then she's actually she's put on a case of a Jane Doe, who you know Dexter would later come to find that it's Tegan, the girlfriend, because he was there when she told Freebo that he could suck his own dick from now on. Yeah, well, I guess she definitely won't be sucking his dick anymore. So after that, uh, now if this episode couldn't, if you hadn't had enough. Info in this episode, uh, you know, or enough events in this episode. Um, another thing is Rita's pregnant. <laughs> yeah, that, that's 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 the uh, that's the hook right there. That's the emotional hook for the entire season. Is at the end of that first episode, uh, Rita's like, I've been through this before. Texas, like, what are you talking about? And she looks at him and says, I'm pregnant. Dun, dun, dun. And, you know, all you, you know, Texas, like, <laughs> I'd be honest with you. When I first heard that she was pregnant, I wasn't too happy about it. Because it just seemed like, you know, every show does that. And, you know, here we go. You know. But I, I admit they did a good job with it. Oh yes, especially you know as okay. I'm I'm gonna jump ahead here. Mm-hmm. Um, we will not be talking about the birth of a baby or med dash to the hospital because it doesn't happen. Yeah, that's not what the season's about. This isn't, you know. Okay, it's season three, episode eleven, ep- entitled "It's Time." You know. <laughs> No, this the pregnancy is an emotional point in the season. It's not a um, it's not the plot, right? It, it's it's a motivating factor for several decisions, but that's it. One very important later on. That's later on. We'll get to that. <laughs> So, episode two of season three, which is the 26th overall, was called Finding Freebo. And I love that title. It's one of my favorite Dexter titles. Um, and it was directed by uh, Marcos uh, Siega. I uh, probably killed his name. Don't kill me, Marcos. And written by uh, Melissa Rosenberg. And it, and it premiered October 5th, 2008. And essentially... Uh, the episode opens with Dexter reflecting, reflecting on the revelations last week that uh, Rita's pregnant. Now, mm-hmm. you know, there's one issue that I guess we need to talk about. If Dexter is inherently a serial killer and he makes a baby, is that a gene that could be passed on? Well, remember, Dexter wasn't born a serial killer. Mm-hmm. He was born in blood, not not vaginal blood, mind you. Um, <laughs> that's not the point of the analogy. Um, the demons, uh, the dark passenger first appeared 
Oh, I'd say right around the time he watched his mother get hacked up with a chainsaw. <laughs> it's an approximation. I understand, you know, talking about Brian might uh, make you think. Right. You know, it's genetic. But he was there, too. That's true. So, uh, scientifically speaking, we we cannot really draw a direct correlation between serial killer and genetics. Uh, or, or, I say, the same correlation can be drawn from um, watching your mother be hacked up with a chainsaw. Well, this is, seems like this is something that Dexter is really concerned about, that potentially, you know, his son would end up being just like Daddy. So, I don't know, there's something to think about there. You know, uh, honestly, I believe, me personally, that, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be like that, just because it's your family, your father, or something like that. But it, I think... For the purposes of this discussion, Dexter is afraid of that, and he seems very determined for that not to happen. So, so which is a recurring theme once again on, on the in the series. So, at this point, um, beginning of episode two, he's still having a fight with his dead father. Uh, you know, I mean, if you thought you couldn't win those battles when he was alive. <laughs> it's much be much harder when he's dead and he's still talking to you. If if he was a teenager going through this right now, he'd be like, "Shut up, Dad! I know what I'm doing." Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's still kind of because of everything he found out in season two. You know that his father might not, or his adopted father might not be everything that he thought he was—not the hero, the guide, the mentor. You know, he's questioning the code. He still understands that, you know, oh, I shouldn't kill innocent people. But at the same time, he's like, but what about... Hello? I'm here. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought I lost you for a second. Now, what were you saying? Where did I cut off? Um, The very beginning of your sentence. <laughs> he's, he's trying to figure out what the boundaries of the code are. He's like, I don't, I know I shouldn't kill innocent people, but how bad does one have to be to fit the code? We just got this. Um, from a listener, antisocial psychotic behavior is a mental disorder, but it's switched on by environmental factors. He sees dead people. You can't tell me his ass ain't schizophrenic. LMAO. LMAO, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. (laughs) All right. So back at the station, everyone's focused on the murder of uh, 
uh, Oscar Prado. I mean, uh, Miguel Prado's uh, brother, Oscar, and uh, everyone besides Deb, who still is trying to figure out who Jane does, Jane Doe was, and we all know that it's Freebo's girlfriend, Tegan. Um, all, only thing that Deborah really knows is that she had drugs in her system, and a patch of her skin is missing uh, from her shoulder, and it was not a tattoo. So, um, once again, it's a common thing that goes on the show is that that um, Dexter knows way more than, than Miami Metro. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's playing with all the with everything at his disposal while they're running around trying to figure out what the hell's going on, and right. his poor sister. You know I think sometimes that's fucked up that Dexter does that because he puts her in a messed up situation where sometimes he could throw her a bone a little bit more and help her out. You know, true, true, but he's only wearing. So I think it's about 50-50. He's the big ones and throws her the little ones. <laughs> right. Or he gets the big ones and she falls in love with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, hmm. no. no, go ahead. No, no, yeah, I agree with you on that, yeah. So everyone's looking for Freebo. Everyone's looking for Freebo except for uh, Deb. And also, too, um, Miguel Prado wants wants La Guerta to take a larger role in in this case. And um, she tells her, no, you know, I can't. I have my best people that, uh, you know, working on this. And, you know, he's basically don't want to hear it. You know, I want you on this because you, you know, I know this means more to you than just some junkie. You know that you, you know Oscar, and you know you have a connection with him. So, and, and I think she's making the right decision by not getting involved anymore. Right, because it would be very personal. Right, and then also too, it, when you when you when it's time to prosecute, that it, it could make things tricky because the fact that it was a personal connection there. Um, just to amend something, Deb may not be for a free vote officially. You know, you know, she still keeps her ear to the ground, mm-hmm. asks the question every now and then. But as far as her uh, Jane Doe goes, you know, she's she's quickly putting pieces together, and and she she just. Wishes she could Freebo like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So Freebo is 100% wanted by Joe for a crime he did not commit. <laughs> and I don't think he even knows that. No, it's hard to say, I guess. It, I imagine by this point he knows that uh, shit's going down because it happened at his house and he hasn't been back since. Um, but on the same note, uh, Miguel notices, you know, Dexter's interest in the case, and suddenly becomes very intrigued with Dexter himself. 
for for this interest. Mm-hmm. So what else happens? Well, yeah, um, you know, Dexter starts pressing him. I mean, uh, Prado starts pressing him about information on the case, and then he Miguel tell, ends up telling Dexter that he has a, a another brother who's like a sheriff, and his name is Ramon. And Ramon yes. um, has acquired Freebo's mother's cell phone. And uh, Dexter now is afraid that this may lead Prado, the Prados um, to the whereabouts of Freebo, which is something that Dexter can't let have happen because he needs to kill him before anyone else gets their hands on him. You You might remember that this led to the very first conversation uh, between Miguel and Dexter where Miguel's like he's not he's not showing his hand but he's like you know sometimes things happen <laughs> and you know Ramon is like you know this this is a family matter we can take care of this and that, that's that's really the first time you notice things are just maybe not the squeakiest clean when it comes to this family. Because <laughs> of this number, and Dexter's like, well, I guess uh, I really have to step it up. <laughs> <laughs> because they're not talking... You know, um, making an arrest. The police department is, but they're 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 not like we're gonna throw the book at this guy in the life of or the electric chair. <laughs> we're gonna throw a bullet at him. <laughs> That's what they're talking about. They're talking about some uh, some uh, Old Testament justice, but with guns. <laughs> So, yeah. So, so another thing that that happens is uh, Dexter is actually um, able to track down an address of Tegan's apartment, which is a which leads him to go to a. Uh, before that, he goes to a sorority party, and um, the young remember the young ladies there, <laughs> uh, you know, offer him a. Good time, but you know Dexter's in uh, serial killer mode, so he's like, <laughs> you know, I have no time for that. <laughs> there, um, oh man, this was a great conversation. He shows up in the middle of a party, thinking, you know, he, they they show him pulling up. He's got this, you know, okay, I'm gonna go in get what I need to get, you know, and then then he sees the party. He's like, maybe not. Mm-hmm. He goes upstairs. And they're like, he's like, do you, do you know what my girl Tegan is? And they're like, these, these two cow chicks are like, oh, Tegan, she's such a skank. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, she's such a skank. And then they basically say, you know, we put out. <laughs> he's like, well, okay. <clears throat> he he basically says, has a party with you. Uh, can I get the address first? So I give him uh, the address, and 
<laughs> this is a great delivery of the line. And Dexter looks at him and says, okay, stay right here while I go down and get my stash. <laughs> nah. And then, of course, he leaves. Poor girls. Poor girls. They He left those girls all wet and ready. What's wrong with Dexter? See, if he was James Bond, you know what a James Bond would have done. <laughs> yeah, he would have been... I need that address. I guess I got to do what I got to do. <laughs> I do it for Queen and Country. <laughs> uh, you do it because you, you're a whore. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, so he's able to find the, the address to, uh, to Tegan's apartment. All right. And um, so um, one thing, too, that we I think we need to touch on a little bit is that um, Dexter and Rita in this episode actually talk about um, potentially uh, potentially um, ending the pregnancy. Yeah. Um, Rita's really... <clears throat> she, she's not... Her words to him were, you know, basically, I don't want to pressure you. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, sure, whatever. His mind is very preoccupied. And she kind of mistakenly thinks that's because uh, I don't want to, I don't want to force him into this. Mm-hmm. Even though... He, Oh, it, it concerns him. The pregnancy really concerns him because of who he is. But at this point in time, um, I think he realizes, well, he's going to be pregnant for a little while, so I have time, you know, to think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I need to find Freebo now. Yeah. Well, but then Rita does tell him, you know what? At a certain point. She tells him uh, that, uh, no, we definitely are going to have the baby. But she gives him an option. You know, you don't have to be in his life. You know, I sure know how it is to raise kids without a man. And, you know, I ain't going to keep you here unless you want to be. And, uh, you know, you know, Dexter definitely chooses to be there. Right. You know. Just yet. But, you know. Because. Mm-hmm. We talked about, you know, you know, maybe Dex should throw Deb a bone every now and then, and he does. <laughs> I just don't know if it's right along the timeline we're at, <clears throat> because he uh, he meets up with Deb, and he tells her, "I don't know if I'm going to be involved in the baby's life." And she's like, of course you are, you idiot. <laughs> You're going to be a great father. You you have to be involved in this baby's life. Because little does she know. But anyway, during this meeting, before she got there, he put up a missing poster, Tegan's picture on it. Because at the point, she still didn't know. <laughs> and, and she's like, Holy shit, her! 
you know, he he does his um, inner monologue, well, not, a quick one-liner, like it's about time, yeah. you know, that she noticed the poster because he was kind of getting uncomfortable to talk about the movie. <clears throat> and she's like, I got to go. <laughs> and so he, he lobbed that one right up for them. That's and right. um, she quickly made the connection that um, her Jane Doe's and the free books are connected. So she's back in the case in a roundabout way. Now, the news that, that he was able to get about where uh, Tegan's apartment is actually turns to be uh, great for Dexter because he's able to nab Freebo. <laughs> so he grabs Freebo, dragging his punk ass <laughs> into the gar- garage and begins to uh, lead up, you know, do the, the lead up to killing him. And then we see we see that Miguel Prado has made it to the same lo- location, or so we think. And uh, now, you, you know, um, as an audience, you're like afraid, like, what the hell is going to happen to, De- you know, to Dex? So uh, I'll let you uh, fin- finish how this uh, episode plays out. Okay. Dexter's going into his thing. You know, he has the picture of two girls that Freebo killed before, and the way, the way he had it set up, he you know, he can't really see the pictures, but he's like, but I know this one's fresh in your mind. Tegan, your girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. So he does the deed. And then he hears something outside. He goes outside. And he he he's caught. That's the only way to say it. He's caught. So, um, he quickly goes into, um, you know, his automatic. Miguel, it, 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 self defense. Um, you know, he was coming at me. I, I, I had to do what I had to do. And Miguel, being the ADA, looks at him and says, You're under arrest, motherfucker. <laughs> but no, that's not how it happened. Miguel actually says, thank you. (laughs) You did what I was going to do. You helped me so I didn't have to do it myself. You kept my hands clean. I am in debt to you, Dexter. And at that that same moment, we, we get a tight shot of... Dexter's hand touching Miguel's shirt, and Freebo's blood gets transferred onto it. Hmm. Yeah, and that's how that episode ended. It was quite, I mean, it was somewhat surprising the way that that episode ended because you didn't know if he he was going to have to put him down or or what, how that was going to play out. And, you know, it was a really great moment when. You find out he's like, oh no no, we cool. They, yeah, hell yeah, you know. Yeah. So, so now they have a friendship in blood. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. So episode three, which is number twenty-seven overall, 
of season three, The Lion Sleeps Tonight, directed by John Dahl. And we Is written by Scott Buck. And oh, it, don't tell me that's not what you were thinking. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, it premiered October 12th, 2008. And this episode, uh, in The Lion Sleeps, it begins with Dexter and Rita, and they're, they're shopping for groceries, and Dexter finds Aster talking to this strange man. And Aster tells Dexter that the man was looking for cereal. So, uh, Dexter pretty much gets his, the man's license plate number. And this, this kind of starts an interesting, it, it, something very interesting as far as Dexter's concerned about how the code should work. And Do you remember what his inner monologue was? What was it? He he walks up on the scene where Aster and this guy are talking, and, and I'm I'm really not good with being verbatim, so I'll paraphrase as best I can. Mm-hmm. Um, he's thinking, you know, I know what this is. Um, this guy's a predator, just of a different sort. You know, basically, he says, takes one to know one. <laughs> he he sees that this is a bad dude. And then uh, on the way out, like you said, um, he gets the guy's license plate. As he puts it. So, yeah, the, it, it begins this. This questioning in his mind. He's already questioning the code. And he's like, well. This is a bad man. I don't think he's killed anybody. Odds are he hasn't killed anybody. But would he still meet the code because he destroys lives? He may not take them, but he destroys them. Right. You know? So now that the Freebo situation was taken care of, you know, he he's feel free. You know, he can feel free to let his mind wander, which he does. Wondering what you, what he should do. Well, so yeah. You know, I wish I could, you know, make amendments to the code because I would definitely put child molesters on the code. <laughs> They're like the worst people in the world. So, you know what, Dexter, feel free to do them in. So after they leave the grocery store, then what happens? All right. So um, so back at the station, there's no further developments on either uh, murdered now by uh, Dexter Freebo or his deceased uh, girlfriend, Tegan, who has, uh, remember, Deborah has, in the last episode, connected to Freebo. And there still um, hasn't been able... I'm sorry, able to ID who they are. I'm sorry, they're still not able to ID who it is. Um, aware that their suspect is dead, Prado walks into the station and tries to unsuccessfully 
get Maria to slow down the investigation into his brother's murder, which is, you know, real interesting. We should have let, set off some red flags that he, how hardcore he was, and all of a sudden he's like, ah, you know. Well, he went in and he made the argument, you know, um, odds are this guy's gone. He, he's not in Miami anymore. We're, we're using a lot of money. We're using a lot of resources. And it's all very uh, based on a very personal nature. So perhaps we should just, you know, draw back and like where it's just like, no, 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 no. We're, we're going to get free vote. Don't worry. You know, you'll have your chance to to make sure he pays for what he did. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's like as hardcore as he was about it, it just all of a sudden he wants to dial it back. Well, because he knows something that they don't know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, that's – I'm sorry, Miami Metro is the worst uh, police department of all time because they can they, – they have killers right in front of them and they can't tell at all. <laughs> so You know, Dexter the police commissioner. <laughs> right, huh? He he would save a uh, precinct that whole department so much money if he just you know all he has to do is say like one sentence and suddenly they save millions of dollars. So what happened to uh let's see, uh we're we're hunting this murderer, we're spending thousands of man hours and blah blah blah. Dexter would just be like Oh yeah, I took care of that already, it's done. <laughs> oh. Well, Okay, um, saved us uh, millions of dollars, Dexter, thanks. Let's see that. I I just don't understand how they get the acclaim they get uh, at the apartment that is when so many killers get away uh, in there (laughs) from what they know. It's like they they hardly ever catch anybody because Dexter gets to them first. I know, yeah. They, they, I'm shocked they ain't got shut down yet. Although in um, season two, I'm pretty sure that uh, they they breathe a huge sigh of relief finding all of those bodies, and they're like, "Oh, finally, we, <laughs> you know, this was this was our main suspect day." That case, that case is good. <laughs> and there's a lot of serial killers working in uh, in Miami. Seems to be a hot spot. Because <laughs> on you know, this season too, we we've we haven't really touched on it, but there's also uh, these people that are getting skinned <laughs> going on. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, by the way, yeah, people are getting skinned alive. It's like I'm kind of scared to go to Miami now. <laughs> Man, if this is anything close to reality, Miami is not a fun place to, to hang out at. Either you got, you know, uh, Tony Montana will get you, <laughs> or uh, serial killers that skin people alive and drain your blood. Not a great place. Or Will Smith is going to run into you and make you dance. Oh man, you're not you're not too far from Miami, are you? Mm, six hours or so. Mm-hmm. That's that's 
That's in Florida. Yeah, you Where I live is only technically Florida. I'm not like near a border or anything. It's just that northeast Florida. Mm-hmm. It's it's not really Florida. We don't we don't do the palm trees and the clear blue water, stupid stuff like that. Nope. We got lots of trees, lots of rednecks, and lots of dirty water. Mm-hmm. So we're basically Georgia without the benefit of a boundary. <laughs> Right. But speaking of boundaries, as Miguel kept trying to, uh, you know, cross it by calling off the investigation. See what I did there? Oh, yeah. And then and also, too, the, the relationship of Miguel and uh, Dexter further deepens as he uh, invites um, Rita and Dexter to, like, a festival. Um, you know, Miguel loves Dexter at this point, which is so funny because uh, Ramon can't doesn't trust Dexter or anyone in his department. Because you know, sheriffs tend to not care for uh, the the police department anyway. So, right, you know, so they have a natural rivalry, and they 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 also feel like you know they don't respect the fact that they're you know brother law enforcement as much. You know, so, you know, they want to do it the sheriff way. And it's kind of the way that Ramon wants to do it. And he's a hothead, you know. He, he yeah, is a little like bit the, of a temper. Yeah, he, is a, he just has a mean face, like, all the time, you know. Uh, now, it's unfortunate because uh, we meet him and his brother's been killed. So, you know, maybe before that he was all roses. I doubt it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we, we we pretty much get the impression uh from his past, but he, yeah, he's always like this. <laughs> and and also too, um, Dexter looks up the creepy dude from the supermarket and finds out that he's a registered sex offender who's been released after four years in prison. So Dexter's uh, creep dar, I guess, <laughs> uh, was right in that. His uh, killer instinct. Killer Instinct? Okay. I like, I like that. I like Creepdar, though. It's Creepdar. <laughs> Instead of, you know, Radar, Creepdar. So now we have Radar, Gaydar, and Creepdar. <laughs> right. Okay, start inserting that into your everyday vernacular. Ladies out there, buy Creepdar. It will save you a whole lot of headache and heartache. <laughs> When you see a grown man talking to a little girl, you creep, dar. <laughs> All right, so uh, Deb uh, goes to find Anton's, I mean, sorry, uh, Quinn Snitch Anton at a restaurant looking for more info on uh, the uh, Freebo. Um, and uh, Anton is upset. When Deborah has tracked him down outside of his club, and says basically tells her he ain't giving nothing to her, and starts yelling at her, and basically he wants her to arrest him so that uh, you know it would look good in front of people. 
and she obliges. Do you know why? Why? Do you remember why? Why is that? Because, well, this is how it played out. You know, they're getting into it. He pulls out a joint. And he's like, you know, yeah, I can mellow out, you know. You can't be all stressing and shit like that. Uh, and she's like, look, I swear to God, if you'd like that, I'm going to arrest you. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, whatever. And, you know, it's daring her to. So he liked it. She looks at him like, you know, what the fuck did you just do? And then she gnashes him up. Takes up the man. Yeah. And that's when he realized, you know, when this chick says she's going to do something, she's not messing with you. Yeah, I think that's when he finally said, ooh, God, I like her. <laughs> Open me up, so. Mm-hmm. Now, now, while at the beach, uh, Dexter and, uh, you know, with Rita and the kids, um, um, Dexter as well as Aster, uh, Rita's uh, daughter, I think she's about 12 at this point, would you say? 12, 13? Not even. Not younger than that? Yeah, 11. 11? Yeah, man. 11. They noticed the creepy man from the supermarket taking pictures of uh, of um, Aster with the uh, telephoto lens. And basically, De- Dexter tells uh, Rita, oh, no, that man's nothing to worry about, which is, uh, you know, which is serial killer code for... I'm going to kill his ass real soon. <laughs> so, uh, um, now, when you saw the guy again, you know, taking the photos, um, what did you think? Well, um, one of the things they did with the direction was, uh, you know, you clearly saw that he was taking pictures of her. Mm-hmm. There, there was no mistaking because um, short time after that, you know, if they didn't have those shots, you would almost think, okay, it was just a really weird coincidence. But no, they, you know, we we know what he was doing. We know why he was doing it now, mm-hmm. because Dexter found the information and just proved it. Right. Um, Dexter may not have completely made up in his mind at this point um, what he's going to do, but you could see that the pieces in his in his head are acting like, okay, once. You're just a creep. Mm-hmm. Twice with a big ass, you know, telephoto lens. This is a problem. <laughs> right. And I don't think anybody can make the case that this was just, you know, uh, a coincidence that they're in the same place at the same time again. 
Which is bad news for him. <laughs> I think that that plays heavily into Dexter's decision making. I think his thoughts are this man is a danger. Not not just, you know, to the public in general, but this man is a danger to me. Mm-hmm. And uh then what happens? Um one funny scene is uh um uh, due to the advice of Angel, Deborah goes to the club where uh, Anton is performing. Uh, essentially to apologize to Anton. And he starts, he says to her that he's going to sing a song in her honor, but it's in Spanish. And he starts singing the song and everybody's smiling. And she's all, she has this look on her face like, oh, that's so sweet. And she's getting into it. She's dancing. She talks to this girl next to her. He's like, she's like, that song's about me. (laughs) <laughs> and she said, "Oh, you're a skinny, mean bitch." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's so it's so funny thing, and she kind of looks, and then she smiles, and it's like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, she she loosened up. Not like before that, though. Um, Quinn got really mad when Anton was arrested. Uh huh. And uh, Batista got to it, and uh, but she's like, "Did you arrest the CI?" She's like, "Yeah." Um, I don't remember exactly why she said, uh, but uh, Batista looks at um, Quinn and he's like, "Yeah, well, makes sense." <laughs> Quinn gets pissed off, storms off. And then Batista, you know, they they both kind of laugh, and then he's like, no, "Okay, now cut him loose." They <laughs> <laughs> just screw with the new guy. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, so, uh, any mean is a hit. <laughs> All right, so uh, I'll let you take the how this episode ended. Give me a hint. Well, we got to get to the creepy man's house. Okay. Um, it's like this. Decker confronts the creepy man in public. He uh, goes up to him, sits down with him at a table, and the creepy man's like, uh, do I know you? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you were talking to my girlfriend's daughter at the supermarket. He's like, uh huh. And he's like, and then you were at the beach. And he's like, I was just bird watching or some shit like that. And um, Dexter looks up and says, I know what you are. And he's like, I did my time. I changed. And Dexter says, No. You don't change. We don't change. <laughs> it's the way. But that's not the last time they see each other. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the last time. The creepy man sees him. Because at the end of this episode, am, am I doing this right? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, the end of this episode, Dexter goes to his house. He goes to the creepy human house. And I cannot say for sure he had murder on his mind. Because it would have just been one of those situations where, you know, he up on him, scared the shit out of him, and basically says, if you don't change, you know, you're going to die. You know, like the ghost of Christmas past kind of thing or whatever. Take a Marley messenger. Mm-hmm. But when he creeps up behind the creepy man, he sees that he's looking at pictures of Aster. Mm-hmm. From the beach. So he strangles him, yeah. Strangles him right there. And that's why that's the only reason I say I don't know if he had murder on his mind or not. If he knew for sure he was gonna kill him. I'm trying to remember, was he in his uh, normal kill kilos? I don't remember. Okay, I'm gonna watch that again, yeah. But he didn't uh well, like he strangled him. That's not no. Yeah, this cause, was yeah, because he didn't use his normal. Uh, it was it M ninety nine. He just yeah, he he didn't do anything. He just strangled him right there. Why? Because he saw pictures and snapped, and he said, "Nobody mess with, messes with my family." And it it was, he did that thing, you know, where, like, I just had an epiphany, you know, that Dexter does. Mm -hmm. Like, things just clicked. And that's when he made um, the connection that, you know, I'm Papa Bear. Mm -hmm. This is my life. This is what I want. I want to protect my family. So thanks to the creepy guy, he's like, all, you know, proud, want to be, you know, a family man. And that's when he made the decision to, you know, stick in there. Yeah, and uh, when he comes home and puts his hand on Rita's belly and through his inner monologue says, so there it is, I'm going to be a father and raise my child. Uh, only on Dexter does a child molester help a man realize that he wants to be a father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only, uh, only on Dexter. All right. Now, I would, I, I would say, uh, l- let's do, you know, the next episode. But, uh, you know, we're we're about to hit the, an hour and a half mark. So, this was such a great episode, uh, season, and there's so much to it. Um, I, I'm gonna suggest that we we end here and pick up on the next okay. episode. Um, but as you can see, there's so much in this season. I mean, like there was in the first two, of course, but um, but so far, I mean, you know, these, you know, believe it or not, those were three episodes that we talked about, and um, those three episodes were amazing. The acting was amazing. I mean, there was so much going on in. You know, only three episodes uh, up until this point. We talked for an hour about twenty-five percent of the season. Right. <laughs> so it, it just tells you right there, um, uh, you know, how good this season was. And uh, so, um, anything, any last words? 
Um, any last words? How fitting uh, a question. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the good stuff yet, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yes. Season three is just getting started. Can can I say two words and we'll leave it with this about okay. season three? Okay. Key lime pie. Is that three words? Right, key lime pie. I think it's two words. Three key lime pie. <laughs> that, that's all I'm gonna say. Let's just say. Uh, Season three made me look at key lime pie a little differently. It's because um, of the of the great pie battle in it, <laughs> right? The big pie fight, right? <laughs> Let's just say uh, Dexter's pie would win any pie fight. <laughs> <laughs> so we should definitely get to that. The episode that I'm referencing in that one, but um, and uh, so I mean, yeah. Once again, uh, can't wait to get back into it the next week. Um, and uh, I guess we should do some plugs, right? Um, what, what you got? Okay. You know, we've talked about it for a while, and every time we do the show, I'm like. It's not happening. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Wingman Show is back. For real. Every Wednesday night at www.spreaker.com slash Ramsey, R-A-M-Z-E-E, Ramsey. 8 o'clock Eastern Standard is the Wingman Show, your number one source for movie and television news. The place to go to find out who's doing what in Hollywood, not who's doing who. That is the start of the Ryan Wednesday Night Block. So when you tune into Spreaker.com slash user slash Ramsey, not only hear the Wingman Show from 8 to 8.30. No, 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 no. After that, it is Jam Sessions. Or is it Jam Session? Well, it's one of those, and you will hear totally just awesome music. From 8.30 to about 9.15-ish. Because... After that, you're going to hear some familiar voices. You will hear myself, The Rock, Kente. <laughs> the champion. The talent. Yeah, the current WWE champion, <laughs> Kente. The talented Mr. Keith, and none other than the main man himself, Randy. As you listen to Just Kicking It with Ramsey, starting at 9 Eastern Standard, 6.30 Pacific, and it is real people, real talk. Kente, from what I understand, some reason you like more than one show. Yes. Um, on Every Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie uh, 
Black Talk Radio forward slash I-N-D-Y Radio Showcase. We have uh, the Spotlight, as well as on Mondays, we have um, Talking Walkers, the Walking Dead podcast. So uh, two amazing shows uh, for those nights, as well as the the amazing show um, uh, Just Kicking It that I'm on. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And um, so... With that said, I guess we'll we'll see everyone next week on Harry's Code. I guess, yeah, that's a wrap. All right, so we'll see you next week.